Welcome to the Game Under Repair podcast. Michael here. And on today's show, we will be discussing a few topics, starting with the PNC Championship, followed by a new segment, Schooled, where one member of our team will deep dive into a topic and teach us more about it. This week, we will be learning about the breakout tours and their potential impact on the PGA Tour in the coming years. And finally, we're going to wrap up this episode with 2022 golf predictions. We're going to predict some winners and losers, as well as our thoughts on some key tournaments for next year. This is going to be our last episode for 2021. Hope you enjoy. So we'll get started with the uh, PNC recap. So recap, uh, John Daly and John Daly the second won today. Uh, they shot a score of minus 27, minus 15 today. Uh, second place was Tiger and Charlie, uh, minus 25, also minus 15 today. Um, third place, Justin Thomas and his dad at minus 24, and uh, Stuart Sink and his son at minus 24. Uh, there's kind of a gap there between um, those, so that's that's one through three with JT and Stuart Sink tied for third. Uh, so it was a pretty fun to watch uh, event. I know I was glued to my TV today. Um, so I guess I'm going to start by asking, I guess, you know, what, what is it about this event that's so compelling and, you know, why was it so interesting to watch today? Watching the tournament was kind of fun. I like the format of the tournament. Um, it's just very unique and it's fun watching kind of like the young talents of the PGA scene or the golfing scene and how they kind of compare, contrast to like their parent. So just watching like Charlie and his mannerism um, kind of copies Tiger and the big swing of john daly the second so it was just unique to watch and i really enjoyed that yeah it it was good to see tiger back um hitting some darts um charlie walking in some putts good team good team uh and warm up for tiger to get back and i mean it it was pretty noticeable that he was he was still recovering and um i I don't know what that means for him i mean i'm sure he'd he'd take up a few months before uh, my guess is he's back in his first tournament, maybe February, March, if he's going to try at least try and um, play the Masters if he's healthy enough to play before. Uh, I don't see him going into the Masters without playing once before, but who knows? Could be different. But it was good to see him out there, and I know he wanted to probably play this event with his son um, just to have the memories, probably for the most part. But also um, get out there and swing. And it was good to see people yelling at Charlie and hyping him up and uh, uh, can't relate to him, but I mean, he hit a shot and looked totally depressed and it was probably 20 feet from the cup and they still buried the hole. So um, that, that was definitely the tiger mannerism or maybe a professional golf mannerism when you can, when you can feel like you hit a bad shot, but you're still 20 feet away. So um, it was good to get to see him out there and get second place. And um, I think the dailies are going to be a formidable team as long as, Big Daly can stay healthy and play every year, but because um, his son's probably one of the better sons out there, for sure. Yeah, I I find it interesting because we're at like a, uh, I guess kind of this like crossroads that I don't think golf has had. Well, they haven't had where Tiger and a lot of the people who have been on the tournament for a while, like Matt Kuchar, Stuart Sink. Henrik Stinson, all of those players who we are now following through social media and all this stuff. And we've seen their kids being born on Instagram or, or through Facebook, et cetera. And now they're of age to play with their dads. But on the flip side, we have the younger golfers like, well, Speed didn't play, but JT and you have like more Howard didn't play, but you have these younger generation that we've been talking about have been flooding into golf we're kind of missing the like early to mid 30 players and we have a lot of like late 20s early 30s and then like 40 plus in golf so it's cool to see the 40 plus playing with their kids but then still the the late 20s to just over 30 playing with their dads um and it's kind of cool that this is the first time we've been able, people as a whole have been able to follow the kids through their life, sort of. And watching Charlie, especially on 17, the par three, 
And like, I felt as the round went on, he just started to get into that like zone that people have seen Tiger in so much where it's like, you literally just ignore everything and you just start playing better. Um, and people online will be like, oh, he's not even like the best player in Florida in an age group or whatever. It's like, dude, he's like 12 years old. Like, I don't think Tiger cares if he ends up being a professional golfer or not. I think people are just happy to have their kids out there playing because they probably play together all the time, but now you can do it in a public tournament type setting. Um, so that was pretty cool. And I think why people get into it, um, why they got into it last year, because Charlie was playing for the first time. And then this year, I think people still would have been excited, but then the added piece of Tiger um, coming back from the injury and definitely was hurting him. Uh, if he didn't have a cart, I don't think he could have finished um, to ride around in, but his drives were looking pretty ginger. Um, luckily, Charlie was just like striping in the fairway all day, so he didn't have to have any drives. Yeah, I definitely know that he, Tiger, looked a lot better today as far as just mobility. I know the first three days I was I was pretty con- like I was concerned because there was a very noticeable limp he had when he was walking, and I think today it was it was pretty much gone. Except for I think it was on it was like on fifteen or sixteen he he took a a drive, um and like it kind of grimaced and kind of winced over a little bit and you know limped off the, limped off the tee box there but, uh, you know today it was definitely a lot he seemed to be a lot more mobile today um I'm not sure if that was maybe just you know after a couple of days of playing he's felt a little loose or if you know just good day bad day type thing but, um it definitely today looked like hey this is a guy who you know, probably is closer than, than what he's letting on. Um, but I think also, Sam, like you said, you know, had he not had a golf cart, I don't think he plays this whole week. And, you know, if he's not able to take Charlie's drives on, what, probably 11 of those holes, <laughs> I don't think, you know, it's going to be as spectacular as it was today. Who was the, you know, who who was the bigger, who stole the show today? Was it Was it Tiger or Charlie? I think personally all the kids stole the show. Um, I think over the pros um and i don't think it works the other way like people playing with their dads or father-in-laws and stuff it just didn't like we barely saw jt hit any shots with his dad like they they don't really highlight it the other way around um so i think tv wise they were just spotting in like honing in on the kids so i think all the kids stole the show i mean um, Matt Kuchar's son sunk like a 50 footer on 17. Yeah, that's pretty um, cool. For, for Bird. <laughs> yeah. That's the only crappy part. And well, that, that gets to another point of like golf has the worst playthrough timing in of any sport. Bad commercial breaks here today. I thought, so JT on the drivable par four on the back nine, they literally cut right as, they did it playing through right as he was hitting his drive. And it's like, you know, JT's driven the green twice already this week on, you know, holes that are about that same distance. Like, I don't know why you would cut away right as he's about to tee off on that hole. Um, And then, like you said, the the putt on 17 by uh, Matt Kuchar's son, it's like, it wasn't even a playing through. I think that was just a straight up commercial. And they were like, hey, while you were gone, (laughs) it's like, okay, that was like one of the better putts of the day. And they're, they were tied for the lead. And it just happens, like, I know the no-laying-up guys um, and a lot of Twitter uh, just, like, it drives them, it drives people insane that golf does it all the time. Like, they just – it's like we know everything's delayed, so I don't know why it happens the way it does. <laughs> I guess when they go to break and they you come back and they're like, hey, while you were away, it's like – why not just pretend like the shot is live and we're watching? Like, I don't understand that. Like, it's like, I don't know the difference whether you're showing it to me, you know, three or four minutes late or not. Like, why not just tell me that, tell me that we're watching it live, you know, make me at least feel a little bit better that I didn't, you know, miss it while you were, you know, hyping up PXG one more time. What did you guys, uh, what did you guys think of uh, the 11 straight birdies from Tiger and Charlie? I heard, I heard they were shooting down pins and I didn't, I didn't realize it was 11 birdies in a row, almost, almost 12 to finish, but, um, Charlie, it's amazing that Tiger said Charlie just broke eighty this summer. I, I, you would think Charlie was a is a would be a better player. I mean, still a great player, but um, 
Uh, it'll be interesting to see. I'm sure they'll play a lot more coming forward, and so I'm sure they'll be um, a great duo to compete with in the coming years. Yeah, I think, Sam, you touched on it a little bit, too, um, you know, about him not maybe not even being the best, you know, in his age group in the state. But, you know, I, I guess it would be it would be tough to imagine that there's many people his age that can, you know, go on national TV in front of the crowds and everything like that and, and hit some of those shots he hit. I think, like, the shot into 17 was was crazy, you know, for him. I think it was one it's 170 because he played they played everybody played from the same tees there, I believe. Um, and you know, for him, that's a, that's a pretty, that's not a, you know, that's not a low lock or that's not a low club, right? He's hitting some, you know, higher, uh, long iron and, you know, he just hit a great shot and stopped it right, right there in its tracks. I honestly, when he hit it, I was, I was thinking he missed it way left. I was like, I, I couldn't imagine somebody could start it that far left of, of the flag and, you know, not get it to go in the water there. So yeah, on 17, he hit a four iron. 170 and got it to stop within like two feet but i guess i guess they had wind coming in off the water which probably slowed it down um towards towards the end of the shot but it was like yeah i thought when he hit it and it i didn't see it cutting like it just stayed there even with the wind it was just like dead straight and i was like oh man this could like hit a slope and and they're in the water and then, and then when it hit the green, I was like, if this rolls in, this is going to be like, it was on track to roll in. Um, but yeah, that was crazy. And I, I mean, 11 birdies in a row is just, they, they weren't all easy either. I, I watched most of the back nine and like, there were some holes, like Charlie made a 20 footer tiger had to make like a 15 foot putt. Like they were not easy. Um, all of them weren't that easy. And I think as Charlie gets older, I think his short game will get better because the one thing I did notice is like when he has to hit between like 120 and like shorter, he can't put or he hasn't been able to put enough spin on the ball because he just the club head speed that he's swinging at. So it's just like I think that'll just come with like getting older. He'll be able to swing harder and actually put spin. Um, he has to play for a lot, a lot of the shots to if they aren't full clubs. He has to play for a lot of them to roll out. Um, but that's just like at twelve, you're just trying to hit the ball solid every time. You'll take that all, all day. Going off of that, I guess you know this. This is one of those tournaments that has kind of that mix. You know, mix up of players. You know, I think there's PGA Tour represented, Champions Tour represented. Um, even the LPGA had you know Nelly Corda there um, today. So I guess you know, did you guys? What do you guys think about seeing events like that? You know, with that mix up of all the different tours coming together. You know, do you think that's good for the game? Do you think it makes it more exciting or more interesting? Definitely good for the game. Uh, it's good to see some of these mixed events and um, like the QB shootout was a few weeks ago. I mean, obviously that was PGA Tour, but. Um, I believe Bubba played with uh, um, Nelly Corda, uh, and so it, it's a, I guess in the off season it's good to see some of these events and um, kind of what we'll be talking about later with some of these breakout tours. Um, it, it's it's good to see some mix, but um, uh, especially in the kind of in the off season, I I think it keeps golf fans interested. I think too. I'd like I think an event where. Um, like a PGA Tour pro could choose to team up with a senior or Champions Tour and or LPGA Tour pro and have like no kids or anything, but all professionals, but do sort of the same format. Or even if you do alternate shot or, or each round is a different format um, type, that would be pretty fun to get everyone watching the same, um, the same golf for the whole weekend um i know lpga is having larger numbers than than ever before kind of like a lot of women's sports are now that espn and and people are putting them more so in times where people will tune in um i think that would be a lot of fun i think the new deal that pga tour has with espn plus will help 
um, because myself, I know some of the bigger majors and stuff I get, sometimes I don't want to watch the TV stream. So I think mixing all the tours would be kind of, would be, would be a fun thing. Um, I mean, golf is made for people of all ages. That's why you have the the different tee boxes and, and some courses have different scores for certain holes, depending how they're set up. So I think it'd be fun um, to see a tournament like that. Yeah, and you brought up formats. So I guess something I wanted to, to, to talk about is, so this this format, scramble format, uh, it's not a format we see in a lot of team events, um, specifically talking about Ryder Cup and President's Cup here. It's really the other main team event in, in golf. So I guess, you know, where do you guys, what do you guys think about the, the scramble format? You know, does that, does that potentially have a place in, in maybe say the Ryder cup or the president's cup? That one's hard. I don't think they're going to ever change how the Ryder cup set up um, or the president's cup. I think scramble would be fun. Two person scrambles um, as a part of those events. I don't think it'll happen. I think if anything, we could, possibly see it at like the olympics um which is where i think you could see like a scrambles event um either by country or both players if they win the scramble like get a gold depending on even if it's like u.s and a player from spain playing together um something like that or i don't know i thought of like a fun you pair people up sort of like how the world uh world golf championships um where it's like a bracket and you do a scramble but then to move on to the next round you and your partner scramble to beat the other pair and then you have to basically uh play each other to move on after that so I, in my head i was like that would be kind of fun first round scramble and then your partner the next day turns into your competitor. Um, be kind of just something to change it up. I'd like to see it too, because then you get to see guys shoot low. And a lot of people like to see low scores. Yeah, I mean, look at Team Thomas today. or They shot 12 under and they dropped in the leaderboard. That's that's pro scramble right there. Yeah, I think it was crazy today watching. I felt it was crazy today because it felt like definitely – you're watching it, you're basically like, hey, if you're not burning every single hole, <laughs> you're going to be losing strokes, you know, against those top guys, you know, the you know, the Woods and, you know, daily groups where they both shot 15 under, I believe, today, which is, you know, basically a birdie on every hole. Um, so, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy to watch some guys that were having really good days. Like, I mean, the Thomas, you know, Justin Thomas and his dad were, were in there the whole time, but it just felt like they were really, never really in contention, you know, because they made, you know, two pars on the par fives when they shouldn't have. And talking about doing things that you shouldn't has reminded me of our next topic, school. Nate, why don't you take us to school? Yeah, well, I'm sure y'all might be edu- edu- educating some, uh, some of this stuff, um, uh, but it's interesting to see where the PGA Tour, uh, and, well, I guess really not the PGA Tour, but where some of these other tours are, are coming into play now. And it's kind of similar to our days in college football with the, with the Neil deals. And we, we might have some uh, some PGA players entering the transfer portal and taking their talents to other places, but um, uh, but it's interesting. So uh, the big one, I think, the one that's been most talked about right now is the Premier Golf Premier Golf League. That's not the one that's being uh, uh, sponsored by the the like the Saudi based. Um, I was real southern Saudi the Saudi based um, investors or the uh, old tycoon money, but. Um, and I think both formats are going to be kind of similar, um, individual team-based, um, individual and team-based, as well as um, bonuses each week for teams. And um, so there definitely is going to be an, an upstakes in the cash prizes. Um, I think some of the individual, I think on both tours, the purses for the um, the events are up to $20 million. Supposedly, that's what they would do. Um, so that would put the put first place around $4 million uh for a win uh, i don't know how the teams will come out most most of the team events will be four-man teams with two scores counting per team um, that's at least how it's saying it's going to be in the premier golf league um i think in the super golf league um they're thinking uh 16 players grouped into four-man teams uh drafted by a team captain and the teams uh 
will compete in both individual and team formats, uh, which would consist of players from obviously the top top um, uh, top of the respective golf leagues. Obviously, the PGA Tour being one, which houses probably um, most of the top guys. Um, don't know how the European Tour is going to come into play. I'm sure they'll have some guys. Um, um, I'm sure in the top 48, which is what both leagues are thinking, there's probably going to be, you know, 20 or 30 Americans there um, and probably 80% PGA Tour in there. So um, I know the Super Golf League hasn't had the greatest perception. I know the PGA Tour came out and said that um, I think if if you decide to opt out uh, of the PGA Tour, to play in the Super Golf League, which obviously the Super Golf League isn't isn't anything written in stone yet, but um, you you may be disqualified from the Ryder Cup, President Cup, um, and I think some of the PGA um, of America events, which I I think obviously include the PGAs, um, but it, it'll be interesting to see who um, who opts out for that. I know uh, Phil Mickelson's comment; he said he's been interested, but you know, no one's. I think Rory has been the biggest um, proponent against um, these leagues. He, he, he's been on the record saying that it's just a ca- purely a cash grab. Um, and it's, it's, it's not really beneficial to, I mean, obviously it, it would get more people, um, you know, if these guys are leaving to play in these, these breakout tours, um, who knows, it might create more opportunity throughout some of these smaller tours for people to move up. Um, but, you know, I know Brooks and um, uh, Dustin, um, JT, Spieth, and um, Ricky have been reached out to. Um, I don't think there's been any any concrete um, responses, no commitments. Um, uh, I know, obviously, Brooks would probably be. Um, and it, it'd be interesting, kind of like how we have these Neil deals with these guys. It doesn't say anything about whether these guys will get um, certain sponsorships or what will happen to their current sponsorships if they decide to go in to these other leagues, which um, I'm sure would help most of these guys. Obviously, um, you know, these leagues are going to want to stand out. So obviously the the increased purses looking like both leagues are going to have up to 20 million in purses just for the individual events. Um, the, the team format seemed pretty interesting. I, I like the idea of having captains and being able to pick the premier golf league I think has a little more grab. I think, especially for the fans, I think 50% of the premier golf league will be owned by fans and spectators, stuff like that. And um, I think they're still trying to figure out how that's going to work, whether it will be, you know, rights, um, shares, how that will be allocated out. But that seems pretty interesting. And I know Tiger has made one statement saying he's going to support the PGA tour. Now he wasn't super direct, but, um, whether he has a hand, um, but he says, you know, he's made a lot of memories and he's won obviously all his events on one tour, but um, um, he, he seems pretty old school and he's going to, he's loyal and he's going to stick to the PJ tour and support them. And so it doesn't seem like he'll, he'll venture out and Greg Norman, AKA the shark. Um, it's going to take, he, he's now the CEO of the, one of the investment groups or a large voice in one of the um, groups for the super golf league. Um, so I'm sure the prize money is looking like it's going to be outrageous. Um, they had, a um, a comparison of the PGL purse, the premier golf league. Um, and they had the, um, one of the world golf championship purses compared to from this year. And, um, like I said, first place, um, individually for the, in the PGA PGL tour would be $4 million, which is pretty nuts. Um, compared to, you know, if you won, a world golf championship this year is roughly 1.8 million. So you can see you're obviously you're going to get more money. Um, does that mean some of these guys will take it? Probably not. Could be, could be, a, could be like Rory said, a cash grab. Some players might want to venture out, AKA Patrick Reed. If um, I mean, I don't know. He's probably in the top, top 25 right now. So he'd probably get a chance to um, venture out if he wanted um, obviously Colin, Dustin, people probably want to see Jordan JT go, but, um, I'm sure they'll stick to the PJ tour, but we'll see how, how these, um, these leagues play out here coming over the next few years. So, um, I know there hasn't been a whole lot said from some of these guys. I'm sure, 
Um, I don't know how the PJ tour is going to look down, but I'm sure they're going to, I know they've already increased um, some of the, some of the prize money they're going to give this year. Um, you know, they have, I can't remember what exactly what it's called, but I know last year they initiated kind of like their social media influence. Like these players, I think it was a $40 million purse um, for players who could create the most social media influence and, um, and impact. I know Max Hama is a, is Mr. Twitter fingers. So he's, he's hilarious to, to see. And he's always critiquing people on Instagram on their swings and just absolutely wrecking and destroying people. So it's pretty funny to uh, see him comment and um, see his, uh, his presence. But again, these leagues are going to, if these leagues come to uh, come to fruition, it's going to be interesting. Cause like I said, lots of money, um, you're going to have individual and team events. Um, now, what is not said from the Premier Golf League is how it's going to affect the majors and the Ryder Cup. Obviously, the PJ Tour has been pretty. They're saying if you're, if you're going to at least leave for the Super Golf League, that you will not be able to be qualified for the Ryder Cup, President Cup, and some of the majors associated with the PGA of America. So, definitely a lot of inter- interesting facts. Um, these guys will have some decisions to make if this if this uh, this happens, and um, I mean it's pretty cool to see a team event where you can have a captain. And I think even in the premier golf league, um, you'll have 12 teams, but I think fans can vote to add a 13th team. So there'll be some fan interaction. And obviously the drawers for the fans can be, you know, have ownership in this group. So um, a lot said, a lot of you talked about, um, I know there's not too much on this front, but you know, some of these leagues are getting set to start and could start as, as late as next year. Um, but I don't know what's going to happen and what's going to push these leagues to, to, you know, come about, but, um, there is a lot of speculation, a lot of talk and, um, um, it's, it's definitely interesting for, for sure. So, um, we, we can kind of open it up there and, um, if anyone has questions or anyone wants to, what's, uh, wants to start the, the conversation. Um, there's a lot, there's lots to, um, be led. Yeah. So I, I guess I'll start with what is, I guess you said it's it, each league is targeting about 48 players. Yeah. Something like that. Top 48. Um, is that like world ranking or, or. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's looking like it's going to be off world ranking. Um, now I know Phil's been asked about the super golf league. I know he's not, I don't think he's in the top four. He might be, um, but I know his presence, you know, he's a, he's a name. So um, I don't know if uh, some of these guys might get in over, um, over a, a, you know, a lesser world ranking or I think, so Phil's at 34 right now. So he would be, he would be in. Um, but, you know, if the Super Golf League and the Premier Golf League start at the same time, I don't know how it'd be if, if, you know, 24, the top, you know, guys go to one league and another 24 goes somewhere else and what does that push it back or i'm not sure so um, i think there's still a lot of you know a lot of questions and and not many answers right now but i would assume that's a that's probably viewed as a pretty big threat to the pga right because if they're threatening to take your top 50 48 players i mean that would pretty much decimate the pga yeah absolutely And, and that's kind of the PJs, I think there's, like I said, they're, the first thing they did earlier this year was, um, I can't remember what they opt, but they, I think they're, I know the players' championship now the winner gets almost two million dollars. I might be just over two million dollars, um, but I know they're increasing their purse on a few events. It might be the majors, it might be overall, um, and I know some of the bonus money, um, the the year end FedEx Cup. Um, and obviously, the, you know, with a statement coming out, they have said that they will penalize people for leaving the PGA Tour, um, banning memberships and, um, you know, not being a part of the Ryder Cup and President's Cup team. So, um, you know, they, they will lose some benefits. And I know a lot of those guys really like competing for their country. And um, But we'll see if it's country versus, you know, next year. I don't know. It, it could be It could be, you know, anywhere from extra 10 to $30 million. Cause I know there's going to be at least in the premier golf league, um, some serious bonus money. I know, um, 
an extra um, team bonuses, team prize money, individual bonuses. So there will be a lot of opportunity to uh, cash in on some of these tours. Um, and who knows that could, that could just be the start. So, um, but $4 million for winning first place in one of the events, I think I saw second place is somewhere around 1.5 to 1.8. So, I mean, obviously you're going to be playing with the best players in the world, but I mean, who knows what that could do to some of these guys. If what kind of, what kind of edge it could bring out, you know? So. Well, um, are they plan on having cuts? Like, if there's no. only 48 players, there's probably yeah. no cuts, right? Yeah, the Premier Golf League, I know, was thinking three rounds, um, no cuts, um, um, shotgun starts. So, so they're changing up the format pretty drastically, too. So it's not like it's going to, it might even on look completely different to watch it on TV or in person. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I can't, their, their playoffs, I still, still am reading about. And so, um, but all 12 regular teams will participate with teams being seated based on the, their league standings. Um, after I think once you get down, I think it's supposed to be 18 weeks in the Premier Golf League. I'm not sure about the Super Golf League, I think it's still about the same time period. Um, but the, the playoffs seem pretty legit like three knockout rounds in a grand final. Um, I think over like a two or three day period, um, every stage of the playoffs will feature um, two rounds of singles and. Ma- Two rounds of single match play, um, and one round of either foursomes um, or four ball. And I think there's there was another format in there, um, but also there, there'll be seedings. I think some, I think some seeds will start one up. I think that the one seed will start one up in the finals. So I mean, there, there's a lot of a lot of things going on. And that's in at least in the Premier Golf League. I'm not sure. Um, I think there's less out on the the Super or the yeah, the Super League, but still, team both team and individual formats, and I think I mean it just sounds pretty crazy. Um, increased purse, obviously the fan. I think one of the biggest things I didn't know about in the PGL is the fact that fans can have ownership. I think they said if you know fifty percent will come from sponsors and and who whoever's funding the league. Obviously, the PGL is not Saudi based, so um. You know, it'll be cool to see how the fans can get interacted, which would be pretty sweet. But, you know, from my stance, you know, I, I love the PGA Tour, but, um, you know, Rory and Tiger seem to like their loyalties lying on the PGA Tour. But who knows? Who knows if if maybe that sounds different once if these tours can get off the ground, you know, where where that will will pull some guys. So definitely a lot to talk about. Um, and, you know, where some of these where some of the loyalty and lies for these guys and how much the luxury cash will will pull them yeah i guess i'm i'm most intrigued by the by the potential for these new formats like the team format you're talking about because like even though it is cool to watch these top guys like you know i i watch a lot of golf outside of the top players as well you know just random people on youtube or whatever um and so i definitely think there's a market for if you can create interesting storylines <laughs> you might not even need you know all the big names to necessarily create a huge draw to something like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And my my concern from the PGA standpoint of if you're gonna like ban people from being in the PGA tour, you're gonna you're gonna alienate a lot of younger golfers or golfers who are on like Corn Ferry, etc., who are living tournament to tournament and sometimes not even that like also people on the regular tour if you're not making cuts like all the time money and effort that goes into it and yeah you may make 10k but then you're flying your stuff out there you're paying your caddy you're paying like you don't have all the sponsorships so you're paying for your hotels and and all the training and all that stuff coach like all that stuff adds up and if the the leagues target those players, it's there's going to be a point where the PGA Tour, like your players, are going to age, and now you have booted off all these younger players who can break through at any point. Like, um, and it's just like I saw Phil Mickelson was was on Twitter responding to someone talking about the 
like social media thing that the PGA um, started and how the idea is good, but it's not rewarding the people who it should. And basically Phil's problem with it was the PGA is trying to get players to do the, do the job versus the PGA to sell the players. Um, the PGA is like, we don't want to do that. You guys should sell yourselves, but that's really not how it should work. And also, Phil, even speaking from one of the most popular players on tour, is like, myself, Tiger, other top guys don't need the money, but because we are the most popular players on tour, we are getting bigger shares of the money on social media because we have that many more followers but we're not the ones who you need to be propping up on social media. Like you're trying to get more people from around the world involved. And if they aren't following golf because of me, you need to be promoting younger players who are going to be going up and giving them some money so that they can continue with this and they don't have to drop out. I mean, it, it just takes like one big tournament and someone like breaks through and finishes top five and now they've secured a spot in some other tournaments and but it just like so I think that's my my hesitation from the PGA side is you can't you can't just like say you're gonna ban players from ever playing in the PGA or or even that season if they go do this. Well if you're like a corn tour a corn fairy tour player, why why would you not do this? if you were invited, if captains could make a pick, like why would, why would you turn it down? Yeah. I think the only thing that I would say is like, as a PGA, like if I'm putting myself in their shoes, I think I would almost have to say, Hey, like if you leave for this, you're like, you can't come back here or whatever. Like we're going to put a restriction on you coming back because I mean, I would bet that they have to feel pretty threatened, right? Like they, I mean, it sounds like they don't, you know, they obviously give there's a lot of money going to the players but there's also a lot of players that have to get some money um you know these tours are talking about you know smaller smaller uh you know membership or smaller number of people in the tour you know basically guaranteed money for a tournament which kind of addresses your your uh your problem with the you know if you get cut you basically don't get paid um problem and so you know i i would imagine if you're the pga right now you you kind of have to say these kind of things because you know i i think if people start to look into this type of stuff, they would, they would have to see that it is better for them or potentially better for them. You know, if, if what they're saying is true with all the, you know, money that they're going to be getting, you know, from these purses and stuff. Yeah. And, and just to throw some more numbers out there. I mean, every week in the PGL, um, the, the league will pay 4 million to the individual winner and at least 150 K to last place. So, I mean, it's only 18 weeks, but I mean, just being out there and, playing your worst or best golf is going to get you at least 150k um i know um i believe the pj tour the one they've already you know said they're going to increase purses next year and i think the winner of the players championship will now get 3.6 million um so i mean that i mean that's just first place i'm sure second place and you know obviously the prizes will be increased next year but um purely from a money standpoint um, if that's what you're looking at, you know, um, like I said, I don't know. I think the premier golf league is, they're looking at 2023 for a start date, but, um, and obviously these, these tours, tours will be shorter. So, you know, if the PGA is going to ban them for leaving, um, and these guys can only go play for half the year somewhere else, it, it, it will be an interesting to see, you know, where they, where they find balance or, if they choose to go for, you know, okay, I'm only going to play half the year. If the PGA only allows them to, you know, if they're like, hey, if you leave, you have to take the whole year off versus, okay, if you leave, you're going to miss out on Ryder Cup points and, you know, two majors a year, it'll be, there's definitely a lot. um, I can see why no one's committed yet or no one said, no one's been all for it. So at least, uh, I know we've we've seen a few guys be against it, but um. I think it's too early to to be all in, you know, one of these other leagues before it's before it's kind of too early, in my opinion. I was gonna say I think it kind of hurts the game a little bit because you're. I mean, the guys have been have been in the 
tour for a while, why not try something fun? Go have a little bit of a adventure outside of the normal grind of going playing individual stroke play for four rounds, you know, for thousands of weekends, you know. It's it's kind of like NASCAR. You got several of these professional drivers that, yes, they're at NASCAR, the top level of racing in the world, but in their off time or nights before or whatever else of a NASCAR race, you got some of the most popular drivers going out there, like Kyle Larson going back to his roots, going in dirt track racing. And that's just growing the sport more and more because it's getting more fans. Why wouldn't the PGA want to do that? It's, I think they're just hurting themselves, not trying to expand the the reach of fans that they're trying to get and grow the game. I mean, you got a lot of kids that want to go play golf because you got Bryson hitting 425 yard drives. Like kids want to go do that. So why not try to go to a tour like that where you can play for fun and go all out and make a lot of money, but have fun doing it. I guess Nate, something interesting you mentioned was the, it's only 18 weeks. Um, I guess maybe to go off what Audie's saying is, is there, from anything you've read, is there any talks about maybe trying to partner with any of these two leagues to basically say, hey, we're going to have, you know, the PGA Tour, but then we're going to have this other thing on top of the PGA Tour that's, you know, it's going to be a little bit different, have a team aspect, that type of thing, and, and it's going to be a subset of the entire season. Because like, I could see where you get to, hey, you finish the last major of the year, you know, we're going to go do, you know, four months of this, you know, from September through, or sorry, November through February, to try to cover the off season a little bit, I guess. Is there any, any indication that there's been any type of talks like that from the PGA and any of these leagues? Um, I think the PGL and the PG, I think the PGA has been more outspoken on the, on the super golf league. Um, I, I don't know um, if, it, if there's been any recent update, um, but I think the PGL um, may run and can right now, I think because there's not as much, I, there's some ties in the PGL right now, and I think um, there may be an opportunity in that in that on that tour to maybe play both. I haven't seen anything where the PGA Tour has come out and spoken up against the Premier Golf League. So, um, and I'm I'm using PGL and Premier Golf League, so I might stick to one going forward. But anyway, um, I don't think there's been any. Um, Anything that's that's saying that they can't play in both, um, it looks like the SGL might be out, but um, I I don't know. Um, it, in the in the in the bit on the PGL, what I read is, um, you know, they they say they love the majors and the Ryder Cup, so they're committed to working around them to ensuring um, players are given the time in the right place for fair. So um, I I don't know if that means they'll um, they'll schedule around. But, you know, it's, it's looking like 18 events per season, 12 across the U.S., um, six in, in locations that will depend on time of year and it could be in the um, Asian and European swing. So um, I guess I, I haven't seen anything yet and um, can update us later, but I, I don't know what it would be like. And, and I don't think there's much out there right now to say, hey, you could – you could leave, um, go play a team event or an individual event on the, on a different tour one week and come back and, you know, play the players championship, you know, the next week. So I'm not, I'm not sure, um, how those would run against each other and, you know, what days they'd be, they'd be, you know, another Friday to Sunday type event, you know? Yeah. I think one of the things that the PGA tour has going for them is going to be the, you know, the history and the legacy of the tour, you know, because they have so many of those big events, um, you know, and that you know, talking about big events, I guess you know, let's go and get into it. You know, 2022. Um, you know, I want to start, you know, get us going with some predictions. You know, where what do we think is going to happen in 2022? Um, so let's start off, you know, most wins of 2022. You know, who, who do you guys think is going to win the most next year? I think it's a toss up between Morikawa and Rom, but I just think the way that Morikawa's been playing, besides the last tournament, he's I think primed to go on some good stretches this year. Yeah, I went. I, I like both those picks, but uh, I, I kind of went with somebody who, you know, I think is trending up, but maybe hasn't been, you know, as as prominent as those two in the last couple of years. So I, I said Rory. So I said Rory McIlroy is going to win, win the most in 2022. Uh, I, was, I was just going to second Pat. I think it's Morikawa or Rom. I definitely think Rom will be up there, too. 
I think he's just got a solid. I think he's just got a solid game, I and mean, he's consistently in the top ten, if not top five. His game's just there right now. Yeah, just, just some perspective. I'm looking at last year's stats. Rom played 22 events that counted on the 2021 FedEx Cup uh, standings, and of those 22 events, he was in the top 10 15 times. Um, I know he, he was so close many times. It's pretty crazy. I mean, um, Cantley won four times last year. I don't. I don't see it. I mean, he came on hot at, um, in the later part of the year, um, which was four wins. And I think they gave him the, technically they gave him the tour championship, even though he didn't technically win it. That's still a whole confusing thing. Um, but I think I would. I think I have a sleeper pick, and it's going to be Xander Schauffele. But you know, he's he's been. Oh man, he had eight top ten last year, which was up there. Um, and couldn't pull it off. And I know Finau has been up there, and wait, you know, I think we've been expecting him to have a big year every year, but he just continues to rack up top tens. Um, but I think Xander breaks out and has a big year. Um, um, so that he's going to be my peg for most wins this year. All right, but bonus question: How many wins does the the top guy get this year? I'm I'm saying four. I'm gonna say four is the most wins on tour next year. Yeah, I'm gonna say four or five. My boy Colin. Yeah, I think four four sounds like a good number. That's I mean, you know, the way the tour is, you know, it, it's different if these guys, you know, we have these breakout tours that they leave, but I think four is probably a good point. And um I think for the past few years it was looking like, you know, anywhere from you know, three to five wins is what the 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 best guys are want you know doing in a year. My most wins, I'm going six. Rom's going to get six, and he's going to get two of the Power Five tournaments. If you include the players, I'm calling on the Power Five. It's the, I like the, the Power Five. The ma- majors plus one, so Power Five. Yeah, wins. majors plus one. <laughs> the well, you can't about, can't forget about the people's people's major, the waste management. The um, yeah, waste management. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so Pat, you touched on a, you touched on a little bit earlier, right? Who is winless in 2022? I well, I'm gonna go with Rory. <laughs> That's a tough. bold, a bold one, but yeah, I like him. Point. I think he's like I enjoy him as a player. I just don't, I don't know. I haven't seen it, especially with the Ryder Cup performance and the kind of road to Duval tournament. He just kind of fell apart. I just don't know if mentally he's there. I'm telling you, man, he went. He went Hulk mode, ripped the shirt. It's. I think he's there. He's. He did everything. He's lost so many close ones at the end of 21. I think that's why I'm saying four wins next year. I think it's, you know, Rory's back. He's going to shock it. I'm thinking, so 22, no wins. For me, honestly, there was an easy pick there. I'm not going to go with it. I thought the easy pick was Phil. I thought saying Phil Mickelson's not going to win 22 on the PGA Tour was easy. So I'm actually going to say Brooks Kepka. I'm going to say zero wins in 22, Brooks Kepka. I think, you know, with his, with his issues health-wise, I think it's a little bit of a concern. Like, he might even miss some time next year, potentially. But I'm going to say zero wins from Brooks Kepka. My uh, winless pick is uh, Justin Thomas. Wow. I think that's, a, that's, a, that's the boldest pick of the group, I would say. <laughs> I'm going, I'm going yeah. JT. I, I just I, – I don't know. I think he's – I think he'll be close, but I, I don't think this year he'll he'll get a win in there. Yeah, I think that probably is the bold. I mean, unless somebody's going to say Rom next, I think that that Sam's going to win with the boldest pick on on winless. So you know, I'm gonna Mike said Brooks. I'm gonna I'm gonna go counterpart and say Bryson's not going to win this year. I know that's Bryson was hot last year, um, and he's a streaky player. So you know, if he catches fire, he could win two or three times pretty easily, but. I'm gonna go Bryce in a lot of top tens, but I'm gonna go. He he's he hasn't had a cold streak in the past few years. So I mean, once since he's won the U.S. Open, he's been pretty, um, pretty steady. But I'm gonna say Bryson um, doesn't get in the wind column this year. Um, so so we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, hey, y'all are going all these big guys, and I'm over here sitting thinking like. Yeah, I don't think Aaron Wise is going to win next year at all. I, I, um, you're probably right. He might, though. I don't know. He had a couple good finishes he, this year. He might. Well, I mean, what if I did like this like weird pick saying that 
Hideki won't win any next year. That's a pretty good one. I, I would. I mean, I would just have to agree with you if that. If that if that's your pick, I'm gonna say yeah. That, that's very I mean, possible. Uh, th- that would just be different from all of y'all. I mean, I, I kind of agree with Nate. I don't think that Bryson's gonna win. Was his only win last year the Masters? Yeah. No, he won that tournament in Japan. Oh, that was the Olympics. Was that, was that on the tour? I don't know. I'm pretty sure I didn't was know. That, <laughs> the Olympics. Like, is that what you're? Are you referring to the Olympics as that tour in Japan? No. Let's see. Yeah, he won it. The Zozo Championship. The Zozo. Yeah. Okay. All right. So the Olympics. But Hideki's, Hideki's like top ten a lot. So that's a good. Um, I think that's a good pick out of people who won tournaments this past year. That's a good pick. Yeah. If you're talking about expectations, I would say he's probably he's probably up there in terms of you know they expect he probably people would probably expect him to win at least once a year right now because he's he's in, he's in his peak years. Don't put him and Justin Rose in the same picture. I would say I would say Hideki is probably expected to win more than Justin Rose. If I was, I don't know what the actual odds are on that, but if I was just based on what I understand golf to look like, I would say that people expect Hideki to win more than Justin Rose. So, yeah. Can anybody I, name who the who the top guy in the FedEx Cup is right now for for this season? Is it is it Victor Hoffman? He is number four okay. right now. Sorry, he's number five right now. I'd be someone uh, who's played like three. Wait, wait, wait. Ben, it's is, is this is this Sam Burns? That's a good guess, but it is not Sam Burns. Sam oh. Burns is number two. Oh man, I Berger. Berger is not. Um, if I give you his, let's see, I'll give you his um world ranking. His world ranking right now is thirty-two. He's got one win and. A few top tens already. I think they started in November. Uh, I guess late October was the first event out in California. But Taylor Gooch is in sole possession of first on the 2022 FedEx Cup standings. Nate, we could have been here all night, and I don't think I ever would have guessed Taylor <laughs> yeah. Gooch. I was about to guess I, Tiger. I bet, it's like I, I bet we could have been here all night too if you asked how to spell his name because there's no Y in Taylor. <laughs> Tyler, Tyler, Taylor. Also, also Tyler. Made, tried to make it easier. I get world golf ranking. It's like I, Thirty-two. I don't know. Who that is. I, the, yeah. only, the only other harder question would be like, "Hey, I'm going to give you his birthplace." Yes. <laughs> he lives but, in Florida. I'm just saying that. That's half the golfer. So, do we uh, want to go around and name who we think is going to win the? Masters, U.S. Open, Open, PGA players. We can just yeah. go down the list, each person. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll go Power Five. We'll we'll go uh we'll go in order, um, and then just go kind of rapid fire for it. So I guess Sam, we'll start us off. What Masters? Who you got? Um, I got Rom, U.S. Open. I got Morikawa, the Open. I got to get uh, Fleetwood in there. I've been I've been betting him to win a major for like the last five years, and maybe this year it'll pay off. Um, and PGA, I think Morikawa may um, sneak out two majors this year. Um, and then the players, I think I'm going to go with wrong. So I think we're going to have two. Two people are going to have two of the um, Power Five or majors plus one. I think power so five. just yeah, just three winners among five tournaments. I just think like Morikawa and Rom. Just kind of going back to what Pat said, they just are like if they can start how they they're just on a different level right now. All right, so I got Tiger winning the Masters. I wish no, nah. I Go think ahead. I have Cantley win, winning the Masters. I have Brooks winning the U.S. Open. Rom the Open. Colin for the PGA, and I got Hovland winning the players. Yeah, I was I was very close to picking Hov. So I I have Hovland too, not for the players, but for a different one. But I was very close to picking him for the players. So I picked I picked Hovland PGA. So I have Hovland PGA. I have Roy McIlroy for the Masters and the players. Um, I think those are going to be two of his four wins next year. I think he's going to get two big ones, two of those Power Five wins. Um, I have Xander Shoffley for the U.S. Open. Um, I just 
I think he plays has been playing really well. Um, I think the U.S. Open is a course that you know can kind of a guy like Xander could probably go win. Um, I have Morikawa winning the the Open at um, the old course in St Andrews. I think he's going to you know repeat you know winning the Open again back to back. I think he'll be the if he does. He I think he'd be the first back to back winner of um, of the of the majors since I believe Brooks Kepka. I'm guessing Brooks Kepka U.S. Open or Brooks Kepka PGA, I think was the last last back to back. Um, I have Victor Hovland PGA, and then for the players, Rory again. So that rounds out my five. Like I said, Rory's gonna four wins, two of the Power Five. Yeah, I, I like Mike said my my pick for most wins was Xander. So I like I like Xander in the U.S. Open. I I think um, it might be the U.S. Open. They had some stat. He's only played in the U.S. Open like five times, and it's all been. He's trending down. Like I think he had. They all been top twenties, and he's had two top tens or something like that. So, I think Xander at the U.S. Open. Um, I think Sam Burns probably the players. He probably wins one or two times, but um, I think he'll be a breakout player on the tour this year. So I think he gets a win. Um, I think Rory completes the Grand Slam in April at the Masters. Um, he has not played well there the past few years. He might have had a, one or two good events, but um, I think Rory wins the Masters and completes it. I think Jordan will fall short again this year. I don't have him winning any majors. I think Rom wins um, the PGA, and I think the Open is tough. I mean, I'm just going to say I don't have an Open winner. I'm just going to say it's going to be a European this year. I don't know what what that means, but um, I think when Shane won it a few years ago, he he kind of was a um, from an odds point. He was he, he wasn't really. I mean, he was expected, but um, he wasn't really highly ranked. So I'm just going to go European on the Open. All right, taking the easily out there. I like it. All right, Audie, who who you got for the five? Uh, I think for the Masters. I don't know. It's a toss-up for me, but I, I think for the Masters, I might go Spieth. I think he's going to tackle that bear this year. Um, I, I would love it if he did. That's what I'll say. I didn't put him to. I didn't put him to win any, but I I want him to get second place on all of them that I didn't pick. I I think he might just be able to do it this year. I think he's going to have that focus and determination, but we'll see what happens. Um, U.S. Open. I don't know. I mean, it's just I'll go Cantlay for that one. I think he's got a good game for it. Um, the Open, I'll take John Rahm. I think he's got a good shot shape for what he's got going on. A good confidence boost to go along with it. PGA, um, <laughs> I, I mean, all these tournaments are toss-ups. But, I mean, if you're going to go with a guy – that you got solid confidence in, I think JT might be able to get that one. Um, and then the players, I also like Hovland for that one as well. Well, Audie, I'll, I'll I'll say you have the worst picks of everybody, so that was just completely ridiculous. So good luck with those. Hey, <laughs> mine mine games are starting count early for, for Christmas golf. Hey, mine games I'm just are starting kidding. early. <laughs> Audie, you know, Speed became a dad, and that that generally trails bad for young dads on the PGA Tour the year after. So I'm, I'm gonna. I love Spieth, but I don't know about this coming here. Well, Ron was going to have it, and then he got the COVID, so that ruined his chance there. That's true. That was probably well, then, then he came out short lines of 21. Yeah, then the next tournament back from COVID, he came out and just murdered people on the course. <laughs> he took no prisoners. Like Quite literally, body bags were lining up all along the fairways. Yeah. All the real question the is, the real question is, who's going to win the game under repair tournament next week? Or two weeks from now. All right, game under repair. We got a big, I guess, tw- this is late 21. We'll call it 22 prediction. We have a, I guess, what, three-day match coming up. Um, you know, I guess I got to go with myself. I, but honestly, I'm going to pick Nate. I think Nate's going to win it. Nate was doing it last year. Are I, we doing aggregate score? Hey, we'll, have a, we'll have a format. We'll, we'll figure it out. What, you know, we, we don't know. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure out something that's going to make it exciting. Try to try to draw off what we did last time. I think Pat will win most improved this year. 
I, bold prediction. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's there's only one way you couldn't get most improved, and then, and that's if you absolutely shit the bed. So, uh, congratulations, I think, Pat. I think, <laughs> I think comeback player of the year will be Pat if he if he can shoot under a hundred, he'll he will lock it up. Hundred percent. What do we, what do we think uh, if we scramble one day? What are we going? I'm saying uh, twelve under. I said yeah. So I think if we do the scramble, I, I'm saying eleven. I'm saying eleven under is not going to be our scramble score. I'm going to go with seven under. That low ball on it. Yeah, low ball. On. Dude, literally, Tiger and Charlie got fifteen under today. We come on, we got five of us. We got to be better. five of us. Well, and if we play Sam, at Charwood, Sam, Sam Sam hasn't seen me, Pat, and Mike play recently, but no birdies have been made. That is true. <laughs> the pot, the pot is growing ridiculously large at this point. So, I think my uh, my bold prediction on the uh, on the the game under repair, you know, tw- late twenty one tournament is going to be that Sam is going to be the long driver. I think he's finding some new speed. He's going to have his new clubs in the bag. I'm not saying he's going to be the most accurate, but I think he's going to be the longest driver. I think Sam wins the tournament. Better. I, that's a that's a bold pick. Audie's going for the bold <laughs> picks here. <laughs> I'm keeping the trend alive here. You right? just got to keep it going. So I've only uh, played the range for like two and a half months. I I know between uh between me Nate and Pat we've been grinding like on a weekly basis. So I, Audie's joined us a couple of times. So I think uh like I said I I think out of the six ones we played Nate's won five of six. So like I said I'm picking Nate. He's gonna ride the, ride the hot hand into, into the sunset for twenty twenty one. We're gonna see who has the stamina the last three rounds, three days in a row. I'm gonna. I've been doing a uh, endurance training. So I so is Sam actually. So Sam, yeah, recent uh, completer of the the half marathon down in Kiowa. So once again, probably that's why Sam, <laughs> Sam's gonna be the long driver because when everybody else is tired, he's just gonna be smashing it down there. I mean, I did a marathon too, just the Harry Potter version. <laughs> Nice. On that, I Sam, what's your? Uh, I guess we're going to go and not uh, Harry Potter. Get, get ready to get out of here for uh, not Harry Potter for 2022. But I guess Sam, let's uh, let's close off. What's a good? Uh, what's our? What's your recommendation? You know, close out 2021 for us. All right, I was I was in between two. One of them, um, I'm going to have to real quick. One of them, new Spider Man. Definitely recommend you should go see it. Probably the best Spider Man. Um, and. Probably the best uh, Marvel movie since Endgame was released. Um, just really good storylines. If you see it in theaters, stay after the credits. Um, there's two after shots, so don't leave early. That's all I'm saying, so I don't spoil anything. Um, my second recommendation is golf-related. To When you go to the range, I finally found like a music playlist to play while on the range. Um, where you kind of know some of the songs, but not all of them, so you don't catch yourself singing like in your head, and you're able to still focus, but then also the range was packed, so it's I think it's very helpful to have music or something so that you don't pay attention to other people's swings, because usually you don't swing when other people are swinging, but when the range is busy, like you can't really help it. Um, so I think everyone just... When you're on the range, try to find that playlist where it's got a good mixture of you do know songs, but you don't want to know all of them. Or otherwise, you like get over the ball and then all of a sudden you've sung in your head for like 10 seconds and now you've stood over the ball for 10 seconds before you even swung. Um, so that's my recommendation. Just just to find, find a way to tune out other people at the range um, and still enjoy yourself while you're out there for an hour or two. So do you make this playlist yourself or do you find like... No, are you an Apple like, Music it, guy? Yeah, it was a Spotify. It was like a made for you. It's like indie mix, so it's kind of chill. It's not like super upbeat or anything. Um, but yeah, just easy to zone out, but still recognize some of the music. I think quite literally, my play mix is just old school Kanye on full full volume. So. Right, well, doop 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 scoop scoop. <laughs> no, that's old school. 
<laughs> yeah, Pat's watching us. Pat's watching swing videos on YouTube while he's on the range. Doing yeah, I listen life. to podcasts. I'll listen to like Rick Shield or like Game Under Repair just to get great, great, great podcast. So that will do it for this episode and take us to the end of 2021. I uh, look forward to doing it more in 22. Hope you enjoyed.